I'm Arlen Hamilton, and I'm an investor. In 2015, I launched Backstage Capital, a venture capital fund, after experiencing food and housing insecurity for most of my life. I wanted to invest in companies led by founders who are women, people of color, and LGBTQ, just like me. I have invested in more than 150 companies since 2015 and growing. I started Your First Million to understand what it was like to make your first million dollars, get your first million fans or downloads, and to see if there was a common thread between us all. Join me as I talk to people from all walks of life about how they got where they are, what they learned on the way, and where they're going. And for those of you who are wondering, yes, I made my first million. <laughs> Let's talk about it. They slept on me, but now they won't. Because I got a million. Fresh out the mud, but I'm clean and so. Because I got a million. I got my first million. I got my. Hi, welcome back to your first million. It's Arlen, and today's guest is Lolita Tob. Oh yes, Lolita. You know her if you're if you have anything to do with venture or angel investing or if you're on Twitter at all, you have seen Lolita. If you're a founder, you have seen Lolita. She is just uh they they call her Lolita as a service. <laughs> she is just a powerhouse and so collaborative when it comes to she wants to get resources into the hands of of founders and, and so obviously you can see how we're aligned. And Lolita used to work at Backstage Capital. She now has her own fund called Community uh, Ventures, I believe is it. And just a side note, because I know we're we're all family here. So you know how I did the audio version of of It's About Damn Time, my book? If you don't have it yet, check it out. I did the audio. So I say the word community in that book maybe 40 times. Um, and it's a word that's hard for me to say to pronounce. Isn't that weird? So when I was recording the audio for it, it was just this running joke that, oh my goodness, I can't say that word. And here it comes again. So even now saying the name of her, of Lolita's fund was difficult. But anyway, we all have a word like that, right? Like one or two or 10 words like that. That's like, why does that not roll off the tongue? Uh, but this was, this was such a great, ex- exciting interview. Um, I don't know. It was great to have Lolita back um, talking and then Chacho was with us and it was just a really great energy. And um, Lolita and I have kept in touch all this time and just watched her just turn into an incredible investor, an incredible beacon and lighthouse for the venture and startup community. (laughs) Um, So I and I laughed because of the word. Obviously, I didn't laugh at Lolita. Lolita is not to be laughed at. She is a force to be reckoned with. You will love this. She has a $5 million fund. It's half deployed. So check it out. Apparently it's halfway deployed. And um, uh, and uh, what else? Is there anything else I should say about this? Oh, if you speak Spanish, you're going to love this. Also, if you do not speak Spanish, you're going to love this. You'll see why very soon. Lolita. Hey. <laughs> We're going to pretend that we didn't just talk for like 100 minutes before this. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, it's going well, except that I'm a little bit down because of the 
the the new shooting of the day, really. Um, it's so heartbreaking to see the racism, the bias, the, all of these things that we have to deal with on a daily basis and then still have to continue, right? Um, so uh, it's just, yeah. I think it's a reminder that we need to stop and feel our feelings. Um, so after this, I'm going to go take a walk with Choco. That sounds like a good plan. Choco is your is your doggy. He's he yeah, he's our five year old rescue. He's a dachshund, chocolate lab, vishla looking mutt, yeah. and we love him so much. I was gonna say chocolate lab as if I know anything about dogs. I'm so excited I got that right in my head. <laughs> but I think we all I think everybody should just call in sick the whole week. Just because of life. Like all the time. Like everybody needs a sabbatical is what I'm saying. Everybody. I mean, we have been all through so much trauma the past like solid year nonstop. In addition to everything else in our normal lives. It's incredible that we're all just walking around. Yeah. It it speaks to the resiliency though of humans and Chacho, you're on this call. You're going to, you want to say hi? I I forgot to say hi to you. Sorry, Chacho. No worries. Hi everyone. Hi, mom. I know you're listening. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know if she's listening, but now she will be. (laughs) Hi, Chacha's mom. Hi, my mom as well. Lolita, you got to get your mom to listen now. I know. You know, she her English is getting so much better. So I I should uh, I should get her to. Can I I say something? I I promise you didn't have this plan because I didn't know you were going to say that. I wanted uh, Chacho and Lolita to talk a little bit in Spanish. Uh, do Chacho conduct a little bit of the interview in Spanish just for no other sure. reason, but we should, and I want to. And then my mom can listen to it and actually, right. actually know what I talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll kick it off by introducing you to anyone who doesn't know if you, if, if you, if you're on Twitter, you know, Lolita, so there's no need. You can just go skip this part because <laughs> there's just, that's, you're just, there's no way you don't know her on Twitter, but talk, talk a little bit about your background. Cause it is so fascinating. Oh, well, thank you, Arlen. And and if you're not following Chacho or Arlen, you should because they're amazing. Uh, a little bit about myself. So first generation Mexican-American. Um, my parents came from, from Mexico, rural town, both illiterate, all with the dream of giving their children a shot at the American dream. And fast forward, first to graduate from college, uh, first to get a corporate job, first to get my MBA, first of a lot of things, first to be responsible and becoming the matriarch of my family. And, and in that, having all the financial responsibility that comes with it, as I know many of us in our communities have uh, responsibilities for, for our family. Uh, but on the professional side, I, um, I have worked in, in corporate and startups and venture capital. And currently I wear two hats of operator and investor. So I've been working for over now, I think I'm reaching like 15 years. And during the day, I'm head of sales at a series A startup and also evening weekends and all types of breaks. Also co-founder and general partner of the community fund where we invest in pre-seed and seed community driven companies. And because this is your first million, what size is the community fund? It's $5 million. Yay! Very cool. Very cool. Can you, <laughs> you talk a little bit more about how that came about? Because you were at Backstage. Mm-hmm. And I think Yay! some people would know that, some people don't. But you were at Backstage, my front firm and Chacho's firm. Um, and just kind of really were just a, lo- a shining light at the firm. 
Um, and now you have this fund. Anything that you, anything that working at Backstage helped you know in advance to, to running your own fund? I... I think uh, I need to not be as big of a fangirl because Josh tells me that every time I talk to you, Arlen, I sound exactly like a fangirl. So I'm going to try to tone it down. Tell tell Joshua to calm himself down. (laughs) (laughs) If Lolita wants to fangirl, she... (laughs) But um, no, I I mean, look... the, the whole VC journey started when I jumped into the startup world and saw there was uh, so many women and people of color founding companies and not getting capital, very similar to your story. So when I, when I came to Backstage, uh, your mission and everything that Backstage stands for resonated with something that I had identified. But what, what I hadn't done yet was actually just gone out and, and done it go build a fund, go lead and and go put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember, and it was several talks that you talked about this, but there was this, this one conversation, one panel that you spoke at where you, I think it was at the Riveter and Amy was there and you said something to the effect of, I love to hire people who can go out there and like run their stuff. Mm-hmm. Everyone on their, on the team can start a company if they haven't already, or they could be leading their own funds. And that yeah. stayed with me that that's definitely a moment where the, the inspiration from you being a role model, um, was absolutely huge. And Chacho and the rest of the, the backstage crew, what I learned was that you could build a fund that was human too. Mm -hmm. And so you can, and and without having it to be a social impact, anything, it's literally like, Hey, actually you can run a business to make profit, to make money. And you can be human at the same time. You don't have to be an asshole. And I've taken those two things with me. Can I say that? You could say that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, okay. as long as you're okay I just with did. Chacho's mother, my mother, and your mother hearing that. Absolutely. <laughs> no, you're good. Sorry, everybody's mom. No, but I mean, I, I took those two things. That's a t-shirt that says, sorry, everybody's mom. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> you know, speaking of which, I mean, I saw that you, you, you have some merch collabs. So we, I, I want to definitely collab. get a couple of, of, of Arlen merch. Available at mess in a bottle, M-E-S-S-N-A-Bottle.com for a limited time. Three products that I'm collaborating with them on. Go check it out. Uh, underestimated being one of them, be yourself so that the people looking for you can find you being another t-shirt and forget imposter syndrome, the mug limited time only. Go ahead, Lolita. (laughs) (laughs) Check, check, check. No, uh, they're, they're in my shopping bag. Um, yeah, I mean, so those were definitely two things that just come out straight up and, and I will always feel part of the backstage family. I am so proud of everything that, that has been accomplished, that will be accomplished and of the headliners. And Mm -hmm. it's really fun. And and I love when I get to catch up with backstage headliners as well. We actually at the community fund invested in a backstage headliner. What's the name of that company? Healthy Roots. Healthy Roots. Yeah. Yeah. They're great. And actually, I have a, a interesting story with Litza. I remember we um, we had a, a a demo day or our version of demo day mm-hmm. at backstage, 
And it was the first time I had met Jalitza. And this was now, I don't know, two, three years. We've known each other for so long, guys. Yeah, it's I crazy. Know. So but, um, is the CEO and founder of Healthy Roots for anyone listening. Yes, Jalitza. And if you're not following her on Instagram and you're all about hair, like you should really should. <laughs> you should follow her. She has like, I don't know how she does her hair. It's amazing every time. Um, but I, we had met and I remember we connected on just talking about where we came from. And I remember her being like, girl, did you like really come from South Central? Like, like, did you like, and I'm like, yeah, I came from the hood, like down the street because we were in LA at the time. Mm -hmm. And we were just like, yeah, uh, you know, we need to talk more about where we come from and, and how that has influence and implications into how we see things, how we do things, how we identify opportunities. And, and to be honest, that's what our edge is, right. And when, when we think about investing or in anything, our edges is, is, is who makes us who we are in a yeah. unique manner. Yeah. And you, you started um, kind of in the middle of all that before the $5 million fund, which is the community fund, you were doing angel investing, but even more so than angel investing, you were putting together like a, a matchmaking tool that I think still exists. Yeah, actually. So I think it was interesting. There were a lot of bad things happening last year, this time, right? We were just at the beginning of our COVID trauma slash all of the social mm -hmm. movement stuff was getting started. And um, I was getting also deal flow. And as an angel, I don't, I told you where I came from, right? I came from the hood. I am a matriarch. I have a lot of responsibilities. So my checks can be like really, really tiny and I don't have a lot of it. And so I had founders, really great founders coming to me and I didn't know what to do. And with everything happening, I was just like, there has to be a way where I don't have to be a bottleneck at the same time. I'm hearing, uh, for these founders that are raising. And at the same time, I'm hearing the whole industry talk about how there's pipeline problems. And I'm hearing about, um, Dor Floyd and everything that was happening. And I'm just like, you know what, two things, I don't want anybody to talk about how there's a pipeline problem and I'm going to prove there isn't. Mm -hmm. And the other thing was, how do I make sure I'm not that bottleneck? And, and I have a really awesome investors capitalizing really awesome underestimated founders. So it, so I started thinking about it. And on a weekend with Josh, I said, Hey, Josh, what do you think about building something with me? Mm -hmm. And he, he was like, like the, the IT at home or something. He is more, he is, he has so many things, but he is also the IT at home. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey, uh, he, have a great idea. Build it. Uh, so I told him, I said, look, you know how this is so important to me and I think we could do this. And I know how you've been wanting to learn more about being a developer and such. And so I just put it to him. I said, what do you think about making a matching tool? And that was the start of it. We started the startup investor matching tool. And for any of those who have not heard of it, it's a tool that connects underestimated founders with investors for intros. And of course, I just want you guys to get funded. And to date, it's been less than a year since we built it. Um, we've seen 24 checks written with a value of over $3.8 million. And that is just, that's yeah. magic. I am so happy to hear that we have... It's it's a drop in the bucket. I hear you, but it is something. And well, you didn't hear I, me because I didn't say it was a drop in the bucket. <laughs> I, I I'm someone who it took three and a half years to get twenty five thousand. So twenty uh, twenty four checks 
And 12 months or less, actually less than 12 months, it's huge. It's huge. You'll, you'll never have to quantify that for, for me. Chacho, uh, if you would, um, do you have any question? Do you have a question for Lolita in Spanish? And I'm going to tell you what you said. Sure. Um, vamos a ver. Uh, para todos los que pueden hablar español, Lolita, uh, ¿quién es Lolita? Para todos. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Esa es una pregunta muy profunda, uh, mm. pero muy gra muchas gracias por preguntarme. Bueno, pues yo soy, llevo muchos títulos. Soy una hija, soy una mamá de un perrito muy cute. Uh, soy... Choco. Una... Choco. Choco, yes. Yeah, Choco. Soy... Wow, Arlen knows Spanish. Uh, soy, soy inversionista eh, en capital de riesgo. Eh, soy muy trabajadora y me encanta el Twitter. Me encanta conectar con las personas y lo más importante para mí es darle la oportunidad a personas que tienen la potencial de crear el mundo, el futuro y que tengan los recursos necesarios para salir adelante y, o sea, traer toda la comunidad al frente y hacer mucho dinero. Uh -huh. Ya, yeah, yo también. Y una, una más... Um... Uh, uh, ¿Cuándo aprendiste a hablar inglés? Eh, no me acuerdo, pero tenía, yo creo que probablemente tenía dos, tres, cuatro años, no sé. La verdad es que aprendí viendo Sesame Street. Mm. Entonces, mis padres nunca fueron a la escuela formalmente en México, ni aquí. Así que no sabían ni, ni, ni escribir en español o leer en español, menos en inglés. Eh, pero lo que sí sabían es que tal vez yo podría aprender de, de la televisión, de shows que eran para niños. Y así es como aprendí inglés poco a poco. Yo aprendí cuando empecé uh, la escuela en kindergarten. Es cuando yo aprendí. Tenía como cuatro o cinco años. Pero mi primer, primer idioma era español y luego sí. aprendí inglés. ¿Y, ¿Y hablas en español en tu casa o, o hablas sin... No, pues mi esposa no sabe hablar español ahora, pero quiere aprender. Y um, mis tíos y tías y mis abuelos hablan es, español y hablo con ellos, pero todo, tengo tres hermanos, ellos... Dos casi no saben hablar español, pero um, yo sí más o menos, pero necesito mucha, mucha práctica. Porque sí, después de tiempo es, como que dices, ay, yo no sé va. hablar, no sé hablar. ¿Qué digo? No, especialmente en el negocio yo no puedo hablar en español porque, o sea, es diferente, diferentes palabras, pero en sí. mi casa hablamos en, en inglés, pero con mi mamá siempre en español, mm. siempre en español. Yeah. I know everything y'all said, and that's exciting to me. I know may, maybe not every word, but I know everything y'all said. First, Chacho, for anyone who's listening, I'll tell you what happened just now if you don't speak Spanish, and y'all correct me if when I'm wrong. Okay. First, Chacho really wanted to uh, to ask 
uh, uh, Lolita, who is she? Who, how does she identify herself? What does she think of herself? And Lolita found that to be a very profound and thoughtful question. She was very appreciative of that. And then she went on to say that she uh, is, uh, she identifies at first as a, a wife and as a daughter uh, and uh, hopefully as a, a, you know, a great investor, uh, a connector, someone who really believes in other people and that she hopes that, um, and then what, I guess, what does she want out of life perhaps? Um, and she wants the, to connect people so that they can have wonderful futures and, and be able to do anything in the world that they want to do. And hopefully they have, a, they can do that with a lot of money because that's a very important thing to do. Uh, there was just one thing. It oh. was make a lot of money. That's what I mean. Yeah. With a lot of money. Yeah. Do yeah. that with a lot of money. Yes. Yes. And then Chacho said, uh, when did you learn to speak English? And then Lolita said, I don't know. I was maybe one or two or three. I'm not really sure, but I do know I learned it from Sesame Street. Caught up with that. And uh, it was in watching those shows uh, uh, that I picked up on a lot of things. And then Chacho said that he uh, uh, learned when he was probably five or six in kindergarten or well, so sorry, four or five in kindergarten. And um, and Lolita asked if he gets to speak it very often. And Chacho says, not really in my house because my wife doesn't speak it yet, but she's working on that. Uh, but I do speak with my family, my three brothers, my 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 grandmother, et cetera, et cetera. And Lolita said, I'm it's kind of I do both or the opposite. I speak with my husband in English and my mother in Spanish. Uh, and uh, there was something a little bit something towards the end that I didn't catch because I didn't know the context. But that's what y'all talked about. Wow. Look at that's that. That's so impressive. <laughs> Yeah, so I could, it was so cool. I could understand most of it. Yeah. Arlen, you're very, bilingual. Wait, are you trilingual actually, Arlen? No, I'm learning. Are you learning German. some German? I just remember something else you said. You said that you, you said something, I don't know what you said, but you said something about being able to write and speak in English and Spanish, but you didn't say exactly. I couldn't catch what you were saying about that. Uh, yes. So I, what I, what I said was that um, my parents didn't know how to, write uh mm. in spanish and or so less so would they know how to write or speak in english oh yeah yeah um, that makes sense yeah. yeah that's like my mother's mother's you know her mother and father were both um and then my my grandmother learned how to speak i mean not speak learned how to read uh, later in life and so we'd be driving around and she would be in the back seat and she would just read everything every sign there was she would just scream it out yeah it was it was very cool uh, so that was awesome. I think we should do more Spanish here. And yes, I, it's funny cause I'll, I'll, I'm learning some German. I've always been learning some German, but I'm learning some and Anna, like she makes fun of me. She's like, you're really good at the accent for some reason. And also I'm really good at picking up on what people are saying, but she's like, you're so, you're so angry in German. Like you're just, <laughs> you're, you're so mad. <laughs> no matter what you're saying, it comes across as angry, <laughs> but we, yeah, we, we, we do like uh, I work with her and, and surprise her sometimes. Hmm. Well, that was fun. I can do that all the time. Well, you know, I, I know my numbers from one to 10 in German. And oh. I, I and what I because I, I did try to learn German at some point in high school. And the one phrase I always or the one question I always remember is I have I have a eine Frage. Oh, I have no questions. or no. I have a question. I have a question. <laughs> I have the first thing I was taught when I was 16, my friends from Germany was, 
Ich, ich habe kein Geld. I have no money. <laughs> like if I ever get lost, <laughs> I go up to somebody, ich habe kein Geld. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. You have a question. That makes a lot of sense. That probably, like the first sentence you learn really well in another language probably says so much about you as a person. If you think about it. Yeah, actually, it's very true. I, I always have lots of questions. Like, or, so like the first thing you ask one. to learn. Come on, <laughs> yeah, the first thing you ask to learn is like that thing that's very core to you. That's actually, it's kind of blowing my mind actually right now. Hey, hey, it's Arlen. Just going to talk to you just for a second. I know this episode is a fire. Get you right back to it. Hey, did you know that I have Arlen's Academy for Entrepreneurs arlensacademy.com. Check out the pricing structure. It's very, very accessible. You get full access to every course on the Academy at arlensacademy.com. That's A-R-L-A-N-S academy.com. You get full access with tuition. And so check that out as soon as you can. Very, very accessible pricing right now. Also, are you an aspiring investor? I have a brand new course that just kicked off recently and it's called Investing as a Catalyst. You reach it by going to the URL arlen.capital, A-R-L-A-N dot capital. Check it out. You know, when, when I'm in Germany, I can read the newspaper. I can like, re- I know what's going on. I'm just really bad at retaining a ton of new information. So I can read it in real time and I can get around and I can ask for a ticket on a bus, if I need to get home. Ein Fahrschein, bitte. That's did right. You, Thank you. Did you <laughs> learn to understand Spanish while in Dallas, Texas? What do you think you picked that up? Well, from? you know, I've lived in Texas and California the most of my life. So maybe 90% and the rest has been all these other little places. And I just think I probably picked up on it. I mean, I did take Spanish in like the eighth grade. But and I kind of learned some fundamental things that you can learn in a in a class taught by a non Spanish speaking person. <laughs> That's the best. Yeah, um, she tried her best, but I know that one of our childhood like childhood friends' mom said she wasn't doing a good job. <laughs> uh, but anyway, whole point is that I think I just picked up on it, and it's so lyrical. And it's like I the reason I love German is because it's so logical. And the reason I'm loving this is because it just feels so like you're, you're singing me, you're singing the story to me when I hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just, I should speak sense. to I should speak to you in Spanish more often, Arlen. Maybe I can learn something. Yes. Me too. Yes, Chacho. Let's do it. My daily stand-ups when I'll be in Spanish. <laughs> I'm crying, I don't understand anything. Yeah, I don't know how it would be. Because that's a very, what you're discussing is very personal. And so, like, getting to the business things, we were talking about Chacho, like, like uh, jargon, like business jargon in Spanish. is. That's what's tough. Yeah, that's what's tough. Because you're not going to have that conversation with your grandmother nope. or your brothers, necessarily. But you know what? All I know is software is software in Spanish too. So there, there you go. There are some, there are some words because of the nature of the culture and history that you just use the English word for it. I, so the first one that I ever worked for was in Madrid Mm -hmm. and it was the most interesting experience because, so there also precede seed $50 million or 50 million euro fund. Um, and they spoke 
in Spain Spanish, which is different then. So we, they would make fun of my Mexican Spanish Mm -hmm. and I would make fun of them because I was just like, why are you talking about, they they have these sayings about la pera, la leche. And like, it means something to them, but honestly, it's just like the pear and the milk. And you're just like, why are you using these phrases in business? Mm -hmm. But then we would talk about, you know, technology and it would be like, el software. (laughs) Oh man. So, so how long were you at that, at that fund? Yeah. So I was actually working um, while I was doing my MBA out in Madrid and I was with them probably for a good six months. Yeah. Um, before, before I came back, um, to the U S yeah. And just to kind of start to close that, closing out a little bit, um, your, what, what's, what do you ultimately want? I know what you want in Spanish and, and I understand for yourself and what you want, but let's dial in on that. How do these different things work together? Working as an operator, uh, I suppose that gives you the runway to, to, to live and take care Mm -hmm. of your family so that you can do all the other things. And then the, the fund itself, I mean, that's really awesome. Um, are you, are you, what kind of legacy are you trying to leave with all of this? Or is there a plan in place or is it sort of, let's see what happens. Cause I don't, I have a feeling you have a, a strategy. I have a master plan. Well, yeah, at least (laughs) the broad strokes of it. (laughs) Um, No, I I don't have a, per se, like a master plan, but um, how it works. Yes, you're a hundred percent right. Day job pays the bills, uh, the fund, uh, the way that it's structured, right? So Flybridges are, are single LP. And so there weren't necessarily fees for this fund. And so everyone who is who is playing a role at the community fund gets paid in carry. Yeah. And so that's not going to put food on the table or a roof over my head. So, just but it's a, yeah, not yet. Just, just yeah. yet. Just yeah. that, exactly right. We just actually celebrated six months of, of being the community fund. And um, we're really excited. We've invested in 18 companies and I am Excellent. so proud of like, you know, well, Healthy Roots is in it too. So it's a really awesome crowd. Um, Really, really, really awesome founders. Um, And so coming back to it though, so day job pays the bills, the community fund, it's, it's what I am focused on building my VC career on. Um, And I want to see it be you know, I want to see vintage number 20. I don't know. Can we get to vintage number 20? Mm-hmm. I haven't done the math. So it's probably maybe counted like, I, I'm assuming I'll probably live maybe 50 more years. So maybe five funds um, yeah. down the line. Yeah. The idea is to do VC for, uh, as a career full time mm-hmm. at some point, mm-hmm. but I am conflicted often because to your point, being an operator, especially in this last year, has been such a huge help and in, in giving me an opportunity to give added value to founders that maybe other investors cannot. Because I'm literally, as uh, being at the front and center of sales, for example, at a Series A startup, and going through the motions of what COVID has brought in, all the ebbs and flows of business and how things are dramatically shifting behaviors, all sorts of things, going work from home. So having this experience as an operator has really given me a lot to be able to give perspective to um, for founders. Ultimately, they need to do what they need to do. But this has been really helpful. 
uh, also just also it, it, it's happened where I'm like, Hey, let's, let's have a conversation with your solution. Let's bring it over to my day job and see what they think. Cause it's, if it's a added value. So it's almost like a, it could be a customer could be part of due diligence. It's really helpful as an investor as well. And then, um, because of sales and, and it's not just because of my current day job, but also my career in sales, I'm very good at being focused on, Hey, here's what our targets are. Here's what we need to do. Here's how to, how we keep everything organized and shifted and looking at everything in a quarterly basis and continuing to keep track of metrics that are really moving the needle. Um, how many investments have we made? How many valuation increases have we had? What are some potential markups? How do we create these scalable systems? Because in doing the startup investor matching tool, actually, and in serving our community of underestimated founders, uh, funders and friends, I've, I've really had a lot of fun learning how to make things that are really helpful for the community in a very scalable way, mm -hmm. in a community driven way. And so all of the last year has really set up for where I, where I'm at right now, where the team is at, which I, I love the community fund team and our founders. And so from here, I want to really prove this out. And we're already thinking about fun too. Um, but I hope this is the first, and I know it will be the first of a series of funds. Mm -hmm. And what I will say though, is I, one thing that I haven't figured out is do I want to have a fund that's bigger than 50 million because yeah. it changes the dynamic. And I, I don't want to be an elbowing type of VC mm -hmm. with other VCs or investors. I want to be collaborative because it's so core to who I am. And that is also something that I've learned very deeply in the last uh, few years. Well, there's no reason for you to have to, I mean, you look at uh, Chris Saka's fund, lowercase, they, they made a point of early days um, their funds were not going to be over a certain amount. Ludlow in Detroit, they make a very big point of we're not going to go only scale up. Uh, so a lot of people do for a runner cowboy, they will scale up, but some people it's going to be a $30 million fund every single time. We're going to do the mm -hmm. same thing over and over again. And I think there's a lot of value in that. Um, so definitely just kind of uh, my advice is like, stay, you didn't ask, but I'm going to say it, uh, stay, stay true to that. You don't have to become anybody else's fund. And I say that to our, us all the time. We don't have to become just because it's available. And uh, I also think, Lolita, um, you know, when you were working at Backstage, we had a we, we had a full like a, a running studio and still want it to become something more than it has so far. But I think with all the things people call you Lolita as a service, with all the <laughs> things that you figured out, you probably should also have a little workshop of a studio that has some sort of that um, releases some of these things, you know, and, and, um, and makes it, cause it reminds me of startup grind. Um, uh, they, they had a, a problem, a pain point, and then Bevy was, was born from that pain point. And now Bevy mm -hmm. is, a, I mean, a huge, they just raised 40 million yeah. on a larger valuation and it all came from that pain point. And that was one thing that they, like one pain point they figured out. You seem to have two or three lanes that you could really build from. So I would say you might even get some of that, um, like in the future, not now, I'm not trying to take you from your job, but in the future, <laughs> you might get some of that, that operator itch mm -hmm. filled by 
by building things in house, being a studio that also makes investments, that would be really interesting. That's a really great idea. I mean, I, yeah, some, some things I'm trying to figure out as we go, but at the end of the day, this is what I have very clear that our jobs in VC are very much to serve founders because without them, we don't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, we have to make sure the economics work out and the portfolio Mm -hmm. construction and all of these things and the returns work out for the LPs. And it's just, I I'm still trying to figure out what is that? um, What's the best way for, for me to leverage my, my skill set, my strengths and, and putting it together, but always making our, our founders first. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. If you put together that, um, that model that I just described, call me first. I want to be your first LP. <laughs> I love it. Okay. You guys all heard it here. I'm saying Are it out loud. I mean it. Going to be an LP. I mean it. <laughs> okay. Well, I've just really enjoyed having you on Lolita and, and really grateful for Chacho for being here. Um, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Any, any last things Chacho that I missed or anything you wanted to throw in? No, I think we covered it well. Thanks for letting us speak some Spanish. Of course. No, it was a, it was like a, a joy. Thanks for doing that. Uh, I will definitely see you both very soon. And Lolita, keep doing what you're doing. Take some time. Like you said, take a little time for yourself. Everybody deserves it. And uh, we'll see everybody on the other side. Sounds good. Thank you for having me. Hey, it's Arlen. Thanks for listening to this episode. So I would love to keep up with you online. You can find me at Arlen Was Here on Instagram and on Twitter. That's A-R-L-A-N Was Here. I cannot wait to continue this conversation with you. Your First Million is produced by Anna Eichenauer. Executive producer, Arlen Hamilton. Associate producer, Chacho Valadez. Theme song is used by permission by the artist Tobey Nguigwe.